Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. I have a really dear and special friend here with us today, Jean Hendry, and I cannot wait to have this conversation. I grew up as a tomboy and actually had, mm, I think the rule in my family, at least the one that my mom created for me, was that I was only allowed to wear brown mascara. And I don't even know that I was able to wear it before I was 16. So by the time I was 16, I was so not in the rhythm or cadence of spending time in the bathroom, putting makeup on my face, doing anything besides like going to hang out with the guys and go along to play sports, do whatever was needed. And while I was playing sports, I didn't put makeup on. So it was just like something that was never really ingrained in my being and my essence. So as I was becoming a woman in the world, I loved the fact that black mascara made such a huge difference with my eyes because brown was like, I don't really get the point. Like, this just doesn't make so much sense. And through so many friends and a dear, dear, dear friend, Cynthia James, who you all have heard in the podcast. And if you haven't yet, go back and listen to her episode. I was introduced to Jean Hendry. And I was also at the beginning stages of really focusing on my business presence out in the world and how I wanted to show up, what I wanted to look like. I've been interested and intrigued with how I dress and how I present myself in the world and hasn't always been a major focus of mine. So getting to meet Jean was just one of the biggest gifts because I was starting to do more video and I was actually doing a whole amazing weekend retreat with Cynthia and her husband of working on my scripting and my language and figuring out how and what I wanted to say about birds and bees teas and get it out into the world. And there was a whole bunch of stuff that was coming together for it. But one of the things that was really key was Cynthia said, I wonder what your colors are. And I I feel like this is the prime time for you to go work with my friend, Jean. And so I got to meet you. I feel like I had met you a handful of times before I was able to work with you. You've always been just such a bright light, such a beautiful being in the world. Cannot wait for when we get all these YouTube videos and and all of that up on our channel. Um, But we'll all get to see Jean. And if you are, are listening currently, pop over and check out her website, check out all of her social media channels to see the essence of, of who you are and the beauty of who you are and what you radiate into this world. But so that's a, a little bit about um, how I met Jean and she is a brilliance and personal power coach, but I'm going to let her enter. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and share who you are and what you're up to in the world. And I'm sure you have 
so many things to say about what I just opened with too. So, well, I certainly do, Jen. And I'm, I was just reflecting back on that kind of the first real time I got to work with you, because as you said, you had this session scheduled with Cynthia and Carl to do video and I think photos and, and all these things. And it was sort of a, oh my gosh, you know, we need to figure out what Jen's going to wear and what she's going to look like and how, and, <laughs> And as I recall, we either did it the day before or two days before, right? Just enough time for you to like squeak into a store and buy a pink shirt, I think. <laughs> so, so, but that was so well, much fun. So much getting to work with you. So let me back up and, and introduce myself. And then I do just want to comment on a couple of things that you said, because as you just said, I am a brilliance and personal power coach. And that has been, you know, that's probably in my whole lifetime of careers and jobs. That might be my, I don't know, 10th, 12th title or something, right? Because <laughs> it keeps shifting and, and evolving. But the truth of the matter is what I do, the work that I do is I work with women in particular around uncovering who you are at the core of you and then dressing that out in the world. I support women in discovering, owning, expressing, and dressing their unique brilliance and bodies so they show up confidently, authentically, and powerfully in their world. So to me, it is, it's a version of image consulting, but it is much more than that, because I, I want to go back to what you just said about you grew up as a tomboy and you weren't into makeup and, and, you know, and, and truthfully, this whole process is not about making you something that you are not. It is about enhancing who you are at the core of you. And so creating that confidence and that alignment between what's inside and what we get to see on the outside. And I believe we can do that with the right colors and the right shapes, but it's about you know, not, not changing. It's about enhancing and just highlighting your brilliance. And, and I just, it makes me happy every time I see you in your beautiful colors now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still do wear a heck of a lot of black. My color palette's changed. I feel like I had a, a fairly decent eye on what I was supposed to be wearing. And I can remember one of the things being orange like to not be wearing orange and you're like whatever you do I don't care if it's Broncos colors or not <laughs> and my husband bought me two Broncos jerseys that are orange every time I hold them up I hear you in my head and I love it <laughs> you know sometimes we do things for totally different reasons and I get that but if you were buying an orange blouse to wear every day we'd be having a conversation <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through, if you're up for it, where did you start in your journey and um, what got you to this, this current chapter? Well, so let me go back, but I promise I won't make it too long. So, so I grew up, you know, as so many people did in, in a, in a family that had its own set of dysfunction, right? I had a mentally ill mother and I was the oldest of four children. And what happened there was that I kind of became a chameleon. I 
in in my desire to protect my siblings from what was going on in our home environment, I became what I needed to be, you know, for my mother and for the family. And so what I learned at a very early age was to disconnect from me and who I was and to be what the people outside of me wanted to be. And in my many now years of experience, I know for certain that that happens to so many of us as women, right? I mean, it's a cultural thing. A lot of us have those kind of family situations or earlier experiences that cause us to become, to disconnect, really disconnect to who we really are and what our giftedness is. And so I went through school and college and in my first multiple careers, doing what I thought I should do, right? This is what success looks like. This is what my career should look like. I was from a very small rural town in Texas. And I think I was the only one out of my graduating class of 35 people to leave town and actually go on to college and then, you know, go into. So I, as we were talking earlier, I went into, first of all, a technology career, which I learned so much there, but wow, talk about hiding who I really was and putting on a facade of what I thought a professional woman should look like. And how, and this is back in the day when we, you know, we didn't wear, we, we wore those. Now I'm really showing my age. We wore suits with little bow ties and men's button down shirts, you know, and I had a little cummerbund and oh my goodness, talk about being way outside of who I really was, but that's what I learned. You know, I became that what other people needed me to be. And kind of through a series of crises in my life, I, you know, once again, we can all, we all have those and we all walk that path. After I left that technology career and went out on my own with a business partner and built several businesses, but kind of the real breaking point came, I would say right after 9-11. So in 2001, and we had, my partner and I had built a business that quite frankly, we were no longer happy in because you build a business that you're no longer doing what you love to do. What you're doing is managing people and, you know, and so we were both miserable, but the whole thing fell apart because of 9-11, all of our business went away. We wound up having to file bankruptcy. Right after that, I, uh, my husband and I filed for divorce and it was horrible. It was a horrible, terribly black time. But I have a very firm belief that those hard places are the places where the cracks begin to show. And that's where we begin to look around and see what's true, right? So if we're strong and we're willing to step into it, those are the places from which we grow the most. And I think that was true for me. I began to look at all of the things that I had created in my life to look and see if I could find where I loved what I was doing and where I was happy and I realized I wasn't in there anywhere. I, you know, I just wasn't there. <laughs> I was doing what everybody else wanted me to do or what I thought other people wanted me to do. And so at that point, 
I will tell you, I mean, it's something I still struggle with. So it's not like I'm there, but it is becoming aware of what I love to do and what I was good at and what I wanted to do. What made me light up was always, I had a lot of skills in training and technology and what I really loved doing was helping women get dressed which just sounds kind of silly. But ever since I was a little girl, it was what I loved to do, right? I would play dress up and I was always telling women what they should wear, whether or not I was right, usually not. But um, but I'd always thought that was not important, but that wasn't important work and I needed to do important work. But then when I finally realized that for me, it was about how do we create alignment because how you dress, how you show up in the world is an expression of yourself. And I had never allowed myself that. And once I really connected to, you know, what that meant and allowing myself to express, then I began to realize the power of it and how it felt to be like, oh yeah, this is who I am. And this is how this person looks out here. And it creates a synergy, it creates connection for yourself in terms of how you show up, and it helps other people see you authentically as well. That was a mouthful. (laughs) It's been an interesting journey. Yeah, I love it so much. It's like a coat that we put on being a chameleon for others, whether it be fear or protection or however we're thinking that we need to make it through childhood or what we need to be and waking up one day realizing that, oh my goodness, like I've been on this train that has been everyone else's ideas and thought patterns and expressions of what I think I'm supposed to be. What do I even want? Like we've gotten to experience that in our own journey that the whole world was able to do that in the last handful of years, or at least I pray that majority of the world really truly was. And so now that we like look up and look around and say, it looks different out there, right? People are examining, they're figuring out where they want to be. There's not people in the same places that there used to be. And I love the curiosity that it creates for myself of like, hmm, what this is different. And what, what what are the reasons? And I think it's so many people were on the train of people pleasing, of this misalignment of not knowing. And we think, right? And then there's pressure for college and there's pressure for marriage and there's pressure for kids and there's pressure for all of the things. And they, we might not even know that it's a pressure. We may think that it's our biggest passion is it's the next step and the next piece that we're learning about ourselves until we wake up. And I just, I remember waking up a little bit before, but when I was in my very first clarity retreat course or workshop that I had gone to and being like, oh my goodness something you and I were talking about earlier is projection of how we show up when we walk into a room. And so many people are so exhausted and tired from being something that they're not, right? First and foremost, and then trying to impress people and do all these things that when we're walking into a room, we're not walking in as our authentic and and true self. We don't even know who that is. And in that moment, I was like, oh boy, this train gets to stop. (laughs) I want to figure out what it is. Like I used to dream. When did that stop? And how do we tap back into that? So I, I just am so thrilled that you, in those moments of the cracking 
were able to hear and see whatever it was that was pulling you forward to bring you to this point. Yeah. You're making a huge difference. Thank you. Thank you for that. I uh, I really love what I get to do now. One of the things you and I both said is we didn't even know who we were, right? But the other thing that I began to realize that I had done for myself or that I had was feeling was that whatever it was, whoever I was, was not enough. So I needed to hide that because if you really got to see who I am, you would not be impressed. As a matter of fact, there'd be like nothing in there, right? So if the facade came down, it was like, you know, the emperor has no clothes. I mean, there'd be nothing there. And that was a really big fear of mine. And to connect to that, I, quite frankly, that was such a surprise to me because, you know, we create these facades and these personas without even really being aware of what we're doing or why we're doing it. And so to come to that place of self-reflection to go, wow, is that really true? And for me, I have for a long time had a belief system that every single person I come across has a unique spark, has a brilliance in them, that has a giftedness, right? That is theirs to shine. And I actually think it's their responsibility. That's, you know, it's your job to bring your giftedness to the world. But when I turn that around and I look at myself, I remember so clearly the day that I just said, Am I really the one universal exception to my belief system? Am I really the only person here who doesn't have any gifts or any brilliance or anything inside of me that's worth giving the world? And I had to look at that and say, you know, you believe everybody has it or you believe nobody has it, which where are you going to fall down, right? And I had to go with everybody, which meant then I had to go looking for what that was in me and own it, not be arrogant about it, not, but really recognize that there are things I am incredibly gifted at. And how can I use those to serve other people rather than hiding? Yes. Oh, it's so true. It's so, so, so true. I love it. I I feel like I also had similar experiences and I would love to hear from all of you listeners, like what's coming up for you. And if this resonates, if this doesn't resonate, um, it resonates for me so deeply because as I began to move forward through massage, through different areas, like I was good. I was okay. I was getting repeat customers, things were working, but it wasn't that internal spark of like, oh my gosh, yes, right? And getting to see that in the clarity realm when I got to see before and after photos of people um, having their images taken. So we take a before photo on a retreat weekend and then an after photo after an interview. And you can see the energy pouring through people And then when you begin to feel that in your body, which is what I believe you're doing, right? These clues that you're following and this yes of I, since I was little, loved helping women get dressed, like loved it, right? And so when we figure out, when we reconnect with whether it be that part of our life or our 20s or 30s or 40s or whatever, some portion, but how many of us know without a doubt when we're young? 
it's just what we love playing with the most. It's what we love doing the most. And to see that come through later in our life when we really allow it, when we spend enough time figuring out what our gifts are. Because I could tell you, I spent hours crying and just falling apart going, what in the heck am I here for? What am I here for? Like, I just don't understand. And finding this process and being able to coach people, like you were just saying, I mean, there's nothing better than being able to see that spark in someone. And it doesn't come from the outside. It comes from the inside. And when we figure out what it is, and then we provide more oxygen to that, give more water to the plant, whatever, right? Nourish and nurture it allow that to become our authentic self, then we see like this roaring energy of confidence and beauty and brilliance. And all of a sudden people's businesses are taking off or everything they touch is like gold. There's an alignment in the center. You use the word synergy and alignment and they know they're enough, right? But that enoughness is coming from that inside place, which is a whole different essence. So one of the things that I have learned, I tend to be a little bit of a research nerd too. One of the things that I have learned is, so when we connect to that beauty and that brilliant, what you just said, that fire, that passion on the inside and who it is that we really are, then if we dress in a way that feels like that. So I call it creating your power outfits, right? Because what we have learned is that what we put on our bodies has an energy and we associate attributes with that. So if we identify what are your best colors and shapes and styles, or what is it that really makes you feel like your brilliant self? And then you wake up on one those days where you just don't feel like it. Like we all have those, right? I mean, you just wake up and you go, oh, I just, I don't know if I have it today, but what happens is we put that thing that those things on that hold the energy of the attributes of our brilliant self, we put them on and all of a sudden it actually is like we put on that persona of our best self and it carries an energy to it. I mean, it, I won't repeat the research to you, but there's actually scientific research that shows it's like we all know what our power outfits are, right? We know that, you know, those things when we want to feel really good and powerful and at our best. What I want for women is I want everything in your closet to make you feel like that, right? So that when you go in and you put this on, you're like, man, I got this. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I just walked into the bank today and there was a woman in front of me and she was absolutely gorgeous. Her hair was done and like that stylist, whoever did it is cut real, like shaped her body and her physique. Oh, so well. She had a gorgeous coat on, all like perfectly done up. And the most, like for me, adorable boots that were our heels, velvety, and like her whole essence was just like, oh, like power woman walking in here, right? Like step away. And we talk about a lot in clarity, this thing called power of holding your field, and it's the energy field. So I love that you're sharing this because. When we don't have that energy, we can get that charge by what we put on. We can get that charge by putting on our face or, you know, like putting ourselves, aligning ourselves, bringing our brilliance. It's that spark, right? That we're, um, it's highlighting things and really bringing your essence forth. And then the other piece that I love about that is 
when I worked with uh, Marie Kondo specialist, yeah, she came in and the first thing we did was she's like, what is your very favorite three piece, three articles of clothing? And we hung them on the door and then everything we did was, does it have the same charge or not? Everything in the house, all the clothes, do they, they provide you that same energy and that same charge as those three pieces helps so much. It's like, oh, nope, not at all. <laughs> like, what am I keeping or holding on this for, right? It just like, let it go, let it go. It was so fun. And then to have your whole portion, there's so much that you offer, but we had gone through colors and really deciding what matches and what works and what doesn't work. So then you can see that rainbow of colors in the closet once it's all organized. It's like, oh, this is so, like, it's just this amazing energy and gift that you get to give yourself every day. Oh, that's just wonderful. I love that you did that because that whole energetic charge thing, I mean, that's about how it makes you feel, right? The energy that it, when you put that on, that's very cool. Yeah. I love that I was able to be in your presence a couple of weeks ago due to a beautiful friend coming into town. And um, it was the one day and I don't know how long that I went out in the world and I hadn't, but I want to come up with a fun term for this. My language would be putting my eyebrows on. You hadn't browed up. <laughs> browed up. <laughs> Love it. Um, and it was just so interesting because I I have no clue. I was just like, yep, I'm good. I'm not going to do this. But you were the very first person who taught me that I could take eyeshadow. I think it was what we're working with because my makeup case is bare bones, like still to this day, some help in this category. But because I don't apply it all that often, I have it for a really long time, which I know is also not the healthiest thing. So that's something that if you want to address or help or guide people in as well, women, um, I'd love your insights there. But you, I had eyeshadow in there and you took a brown eyeshadow, showed me the specific brush, and then I was able to texture, add more, I don't know the terms for it, but make my eyebrows come to life. And ever since then, I've been so intrigued and grateful because I have one that does not like... And whenever I would do videos, I would notice it and it would drive me crazy. But I also had in this, please forgive me if I'm speaking about any of your moms, but I had great aunts in the world who loved their eyebrow pencils and it was like wild. <laughs> so I think I had a little bit of an aversion of what to do and how to do anything when it came to putting on makeup. And sometimes I would put stuff on and be like, oh, it looks like I have a black eye. Like, I'm not really sure how to do this. But you taught me how to blend. You taught me how to, I really look forward to still finding a lipstick that I love and putting one on on a regular basis. But I just, those are a couple things that made such a huge difference when I was able to work with you. And what I appreciate about getting to see myself in in the light and what I've also appreciated and noticed about other women who I really admire, who are out in the world building incredible businesses and being amazing moms is that they put themselves together every day and they show up as their brightest, best self. And there's something to be said about that. There definitely is. There definitely is. Well, first of all, your brows look great. And I had totally forgotten that we did that. So thank you for, for bringing that forward. And what I just want to point out is, I mean, when people look at us here on the camera, they will notice our makeup styles are very different, right? Because <laughs> I like 
makeup that I tend to wear a lot. And it looks it's, phenomenal on you, but it fits you, right? It's so it's you. It's it, that's exactly right. And yours fits you. It's never about trying to make you into something you're not, you know, and I just so discourage when women come to me and I, every once in a while, I'll have somebody say, well, I really want to look like so-and-so, whether it's a celebrity or a friend or whatever. You know what? That doesn't serve us in any regard because what we want to do is we want to look like ourselves, mm-hmm. but we want to look like our best selves. Like, I don't want to look like the way I wake up in the morning. I mean, I just don't. <laughs> so And it, you know, it's not getting any better as I get older, I have to be honest, but, but I want to look like my best me and I want you to look like your best you and not someone else. So uncovering what that is, and what makes you feel really great. I think that's just the most important thing. So fun. So you do so much and you have worked with women for a, a good chunk of time. And it sounds like you're starting to attract men as well in a, in a little bit of a different way, which I think is so much fun. Honestly, my brother ha- and my husband have more, more desire to have style. I'm just like, like, I love being comfortable. Absolutely <laughs> love being comfortable. So leggings, when they came out, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can really pull that off. But then I found the confidence to do it one day. And ever since I've been like, oh my gosh, as long as I have a top on that feels like it's flattering to these leggings or the whole thing flows, then it works. But my brother would lay his clothes out every single night before school, having all the colors from head to toe. He would literally lay the shirt, the pants, the shoes, and if he didn't have what he wanted, then it would, we would be working on it, right? Like laundry, all the things, whatever, to make it and pull it off. And I love that because he became a financial advisor, loves, really appreciated getting dressed up in suits. And our dad is a contractor. And so he was always in the mud and the dirt. And my brother would go to work with him for years and was like, this is not my jam, right? Like he wants to be more dressed up and more put together. And so one of the things I learned from you is colors and this amazing color palette. So those of the people that are are getting to see this online. Oh, it's a, I call it a color palette. It is, you know, once we uncover what are your best colors, then this is a color palette that gets created just for you based on, we look at your hair, skin, and eye color, right? So what are the best colors that are going to make you look your best? And then the you you might recall because there are 40 bazillion colors out there right so and this is a palette of about 40 colors but it's the families of colors that look good on you and so it's just helpful in terms of helping you remember what you should move towards and perhaps what you should stay away from and it was so helpful in shopping for sure for that video, but also for shopping. And then these are some of my favorite colors in general as well. So I love having that to pull out and take with me and, you know, match, color match, that sort of thing. I just am so grateful for the the things that I've learned. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And it's so fun. You know, I just love, so, you know, that whole place of you talking about how women light up when they really connect to who they are. And I love that too, but I also love it when women light up because they see how beautiful they can really be. I mean, you know, right. So once you're congruent, that's pretty exciting for me. 
And I, what you just said about you love your colors, it's interesting to me because sometimes I find that people have very good intuition about the colors that look good on them. And other times that's not true at all, right? So getting that validation can be super helpful if you if you lack confidence in that. The other thing that I want to say, I talked a little bit about the research of how what you put on makes you feel, and it actually increases your testosterone, which is your power confidence hormone, and decreases your cortisol, right? Which is your stress hormone. But the other thing is there's also research, and we all know this, but it talks about how other people perceive us. And I have conversations all the time because people will say to me, you know, I don't want, it's not fair that people judge me on how I look. That's absolutely true. It's not fair. It's not fair, right? And we shouldn't do it. But the truth of the matter is our brains are wired. We are visual beings and we evaluate things based on what we see and our experiences, right? We're kind of sorting because we get so much information that we put things into boxes. And so we are basing it on what we see and what we hear. And so the truth of the matter is people are judging us based on how we look. They put us into categories. Now we can prove that different, but I've got this sort of thing of why why would we make it harder for people? Let's make it that first hurdle of getting to know somebody, let's make that easier, right? By being congruent with who we really are. Um, And that's one of the things you can do with how you dress, your color, your style. Um, I also love what you said about your brother, because I, uh, you know, I've worked with men for years as well. I have focused more on women because more women are kind of more interested and open to it. But there are many men and it is just as powerful for men. It's different, right? I mean, they were going to dress them differently and we don't have quite as many choices, but it is just as important for men as it is for women because we evaluate them and they get the same kind of internal uh, validation from what they wear as well. So it's really important. So I have to go back, Jen. I am quite sure I said this to you and you maybe have forgotten because it's a thing with me, but I comfortable is not a style. Comfortable is something I always, always, always want you to be. No matter what your style is, no matter how you're dressed, I want you to be comfortable in what you're wearing. But we don't get to say my style is comfortable. I love that. Love, love, love it. And one of the other things, and maybe you have statistics on this, or we could share this in the show notes or something, and we can, whatever the statistics are or the research is, feel free to share it. And my dad, and I don't know if he learned it from his dad, but he taught me pretty early on that people are always looking at other people's shoes and that we're making this like almost instantaneous judgment call about another person, right? We're reading their energy. Is it safe? Is it not safe? There's so many pieces that are coming into that clothing and what we're wearing and how we're showing up being majorly one of those as well, right? So that was always something that intrigued the heck out of me. And when I put shoes on, I think about that often or choice of shoes and how it all comes together. So yeah, it's pretty fun. That's really funny that he targeted shoes. I have to be honest and say, I have not heard of that kind of research as specific to shoes, but it is very specific to how you put yourself together in general. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There is a professor at NYU who put to get, who did research and what he discovered is that we actually make 11 subconscious decisions about people in the first seven seconds of meeting them. And they are things like religion, politics, level of success, education level, socioeconomic, you know, they're those kinds of things. And they're not conscious decisions, right? But it's our brain's way of filtering our experiences and our situations. So how we look very much, you know, maybe the shoes in particular, but in certainly how we're presenting ourselves factors into that. Yeah. And you're right. The whole energetic it's, we all carry an energy with us that people pick up on, right? We subconsciously, we aren't even usually aware of it. Yeah. And then how people play on it too, which is really interesting. So my dad learned from his dad to wear a white button up collar shirt to work every day, or that's what he chose to do. And he's a contractor, like literally out building golf courses in the grease, in the mud, like all the things just trashing these shirts. But he looked and had jeans on for the most part. And when he was dressed up, then it was cowboy boots. So it was this like evolution. And that was always so interesting to me. And I just, it's a marker of who he is. Somebody showed up at a Christmas party dressed as him one year. It was so funny. And um, because he has the same outfit that anybody could pull together, right? And then as a business owner in the golf course industry, from the production side of things, actually owning golf course, he would come dressed in those similar clothes and look more like one of the workers than the owner, right? Which then would create a dialogue and his experience of who he'd get to meet or employees that he would have conversations with or customers was on a whole different playing field than being in a suit and tie, right? So it was so interesting for me growing up, observing his way of kind of playing the game of life and who and how he wanted to show up. So it's interesting. You know, that's so self-aware that is really very in, insightful right because it was a conscious choice on his part to eliminate the gap between owner and employee right i mean and so we we can do that with how we present ourselves with what we wear we can create distance or we can close distance yeah oh my gosh i could speak to you for days how can everyone find you? My website is beyourbrilliant.best, beyourbrilliant.best. My email address is in my website. I would love to hear from people, questions, anything I can help with. You're so much fun to work with and definitely have made such a huge impact in my life. So thank you for oh, that. Awesome. And thank you for the ripple effect that you're making every day out in the world. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.